and welcome to the 46th episode of the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. This week, we had a guest who was spoke about on a previous episode. Um, if you remember, I had a good friend of mine called Paddy Douglas on the podcast, um, and he was on to talk about um, his journey into spirituality, new way of living, former Muay Thai champion, now getting into Wim Hof breathing, and along his... Uh, uh, description of how he got onto this way of life. He spoke about a lady called Joanne Burke, who he had gone to for Psych K sessions. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, what the hell is Psych K? Well, if you were asking those questions, this podcast is for you because she was in to talk all about the new enough um, way of life that is Psyche and it's all about the mind and it's all about the subconscious and it's all about developing the life that you want to live through yourself because we all have the power to do that so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in you're in for an absolute treat um, Joanne not only does Psyche K but she's also an acupuncturist so she was in to talk about um, TCM which is traditional Chinese medicine and how that has helped and shaped her own life and how she has learned so much about the mind and the body through doing um, this uh, acupuncture and also um, Psyche K so Without further ado, before I let you uh, enjoy the 46th episode of The First Exchange, as always, I'd just like to say thank you so much to everyone for your support, whether it is sharing the podcast on your social media, tagging us in Instagram posts or tagging us in Facebook posts or Twitter or whatever it is. Um, really can't thank you all enough. Um, it really is the only way that I and that we uh, get an understanding of um, you know that you enjoy the podcast or get feedback you know so um, it's really good thank you so much please don't stop and please let me know if you listen to an episode and you enjoy it send me an Instagram message tweet me let me know because um, the more feedback that I get the better the podcast will be um, like that if you've got some amazing people that you think would be fantastic for the podcast and you'd like to hear their story or like others hear their story then please let me know as well because the door is always open for new one for people to come and take a seat in the first exchange seat and also finally thank you to anyone who has donated to our Patreon. It is www.patreon.com forward slash the first exchange. And with Patreon, you can donate a couple euro per month. And that means that we can continue to grow the podcast and also to keep the podcast going. Um, we are at that stage where we need your support and we need your help. So if you have a couple euro per month, please go to patreon.com forward slash the first exchange and throw us a couple quid. Um, and now I will let you go and enjoy the 46th episode of The First Exchange with Joanne Burke. Joanne, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you too. So we were talking when you came in and um, when I had Paddy Douglas on, God, I don't know what episode it was, but or one of the earlier episodes with Paddy Douglas, um, he was talking about his journey into kind of a new journey of like self-discovery, Wim Hof breathing, this whole new kind of um, idea or way of life that he's now adapted. He was also talking about um, getting ready to go to 
stay with Wim Hof mm. and, and have this amazing adventure, which he's now done. And now he's starting to do all his own like Wim Hof breeding sessions and ice bath sessions and stuff like that. But on the podcast, yeah. he spoke about Psyche and he spoke about uh, meeting you. Yes. And um, as soon as he said it, I was like, that is fascinating. He had, he, we, he had spoke to me before about it. Um he was dropping me home from somewhere and uh, we ended up sitting in the car for about three hours. I'd say, no just talking wow. all about it. And he was like, you need to meet Joanne and you need to talk to her about this because you will oh, absolutely wow. love it. It's right, right up there with stuff that um, I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. But before we get on to Psyche, yes. let's talk about your background in acupuncture because it's another, I won't say hot topic, but the health industry has has taken a massive sort of U-turn in that it's now very cool to be healthy mm. and to um, be proactive in living, uh, finding new ways to live and, and having new practices, shall we say, mm. um, in, in, in your life or everyday life. And acupuncture probably is obviously something that's been around for many, many years. Mm-hmm. But we're starting to see a more of a... Um, a, a youthful or a youth what's the right way to say it a younger audience should we say yeah. um kind of adapt the the idea of acupuncture and and including it into their lives mm-hmm. so why acupuncture with you and and how did you get onto this um, journey i think well the way i would have started was when i was 17 my dad was diagnosed with ms mm. and from watching his journey with the western way of treating him yes. i always felt there was a there, had to be a more natural way of working with the human body and with diseases, especially chronic diseases. Mm. So um, many, many years wasted, for want of a better word. Um, I came back to Ireland after being in Australia and I wanted to go back to Australia to study. Mm -hmm. So I started studying here with the intention of doing herbs and then heard a TCM lecture and it blew my mind. Um, Just the way they work with the human body with the spirit and emotions. I was like, okay, I want some of that. Now, TCM, explain what that is. Is traditional Chinese medicine. Wow. Yeah. So okay. it encompasses acupuncture, herbs, cupping, lots of different things. I do acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it really fascinated me how the whole body is connected as this one internal web and yes, how easy it can be to be healthy and stay healthy and be proactive and be preventative in mm-hmm. your health. Yeah. That's a very common misconception among the uneducated that everything is not connected. Yep, exactly. Everything is connected. Mm-hmm. I'm connected to you. I'm connected to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm connected to every part of my insights. Yeah. So, yeah. Would that be fair to say that that is kind of the basis of um, kind of holistic medicine, I suppose, or alternative uh You'd have to educate me on the sort of words. I don't, I don't yeah. have the, the wording. I'm yeah. like, everything for me comes under a bracket of holistic, holistic yeah. help, not medicine, not Obvi- big pharma. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know about every every yes. other holistic medicine, but yeah. definitely within acupuncture and other energy healings, everything mm-hmm. is connected. Would yeah. you have, um, in terms of your own upbringing, mm. um, would that lifestyle have been in your life from an early stage? Not or would really. you have had the kind of regular Just Irish upbringing? Just the regular upbringing? Irish upbringing, but you know growing up in the country there was still faith healers and there was still people yeah. who were the seventh son of the seventh son who were healers and yeah I guess I had that opening there without yeah. realizing it mm. so but no very normal go to the doctor if you're sick kind of yeah upbringing yeah. it's interesting isn't it because I'm always fascinated to um 
Well, well to hear about how people got onto particular journeys. Yeah. And um, I think for a lot of this type of thing, for people who either practice it or um, uh, people who have it in their lifestyle or, or they would be a quote unquote a client that, that would go to you or to mm-hmm. someone like you, um, you have to be open-minded. And that's yeah. something we had um, a guy on recently called Trevor Ivers who uh, specializes in hypnotherapy okay. um, for you, mainly for health kind of in the, in the, 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 the sphere of health. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, he meets a lot of criticism of people who will say hypnotherapy doesn't work. And he was like, well, if you have that mindset, it's not going to work for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how much of that kind of mindset would be um, around what you do as well? I think very much so. And I think that's when, you know, being only, not only, but being a solo acupuncturist, I always felt that there was, I needed something more to help people to get past them being stuck and how they're mm-hmm. thinking about their health and their body. You know, you'd hear so much people saying, my body's working against me. I'm never going to get fully well, Mm. all these kind of things. And it's getting to the root of that. Why are they thinking that? How can I help them change that? Mm -hmm. And then, which mm -hmm. is kind of the idea when we look at, we'll say, um, again, I'm very conscious of uh, not coming across on this podcast as anti-medicine or Mm. anti-science or anti-doctors. Not at all. But it's the very important element of what you said. It's it's looking at everything. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to, you know, in Western medicine, it's very much you give me the symptoms and I will give you the pill yeah. to show you or tell you how that will we will get rid of that. But really, it's not getting rid of your symptoms. It's it's not it's dialing down the symptoms or it's taking the symptoms away for a certain amount of time. But it's not actually dealing with the yeah. root cause of the and issue. And it might create other situations. Exactly. Yeah. So with your dad, um, was he open to, did you, did you work with him or was it just that he inspired you to go on and do this? Um, I think in a roundabout way, he inspired me since I've graduated. And even when I was a student, I was sticking needles in him. So, and he's very (laughs) open to that. Um, you know, and he, the one thing he wanted me to know is to not feel like I had to cure him. And I think that was a really big thing because I I definitely had that. I want to make him better. Mm. Knowing that I can't make anybody better, I can just create the environment for them. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Did you have a lot of guilt around that then? Or did you have a lot of, sorry, guilt maybe not is the right word. Did you have a sense of um, deepened responsibility? I think so. Yeah, Mm. I think so. Yeah, and it took a lot of work to kind of get past that. And for him to say that to me helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, you know, kind of would like to be able to mm-hmm. do that but I'm not around him enough you know I live here they yeah. live in Roscommon they have their lives so, yeah. yeah 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 he has his journey most importantly yeah. <laughs> it's you know and at the the topic of parents as well is such um it's one that kind of fascinates me as yeah. well because it's it's something that is very much uh, prevalent in my own life in that you know um with myself and my brother my brother is a, a, a holistic health coach and a personal okay. trainer and um you know he is definitely someone who has inspired me to take on a greater to be responsible for myself and my mm-hmm. health and to um be more proactive in in um preserving myself yeah i hear you <laughs> <laughs> um so we're on this mad little journey between the two of us but we also have <clears throat> excuse me two parents that are very much uneducated when it comes to health okay. and and um, you know what works and we kind of have a, a long-standing battle with them where you know my brother is 
highly educated and mm. getting more educated and he's saying this this way of living these food this food that you're eating you know smoking like having food you know this is what is going to kill you and or this is you know this ailment that you have it's because of that and you need to do this and you know mm-hmm. and they're like yeah 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 no you know, yeah you know so it, it yeah. is the older generation is a a, a triggering one they can definitely be a triggering generation without mm-hmm. a doubt yeah. so tell me about um uh studying and and you know uh for somebody that was maybe listening and saying well that's really fascinating mm-hmm. uh w- what does somebody need to do or what what courses or wh- where do you get your education from when you want to be an acupuncturist um i study here with cnm the college of natural medicine mm-hmm. um they've moved around a bit now so i'm not sure where their college is right now but we it was a four-year course so mm-hmm. most of us were working full-time and studying as well having college every week weekend mm-hmm. full-on really stressful um, we were tired yeah. at the end, but I mean, we wanted it and we, we had amazing teachers and really good lectures. So mm-hmm. we were blessed with the people that we had. And um, unfortunately they all left the year we finished. So I am, um, I don't know who the new teachers are in uh. that college, but I mean, it's something that if you choose to go down, you kind of need to dedicate yourself for that amount of time mm-hmm. because there's a lot of study and there's a lot of thinking and thinking in a way you haven't thought before. Mm. What do you mean by that? Because the way they look at the human body and the way they, they have a different language with, with acupuncture mm. because you're talking yin and yang, you're talking hot and cold. There's just loads. You're just thinking in everything in a different way and you mm. kind of have to get that and everything is linking together and what is the root of this issue and what is the root of that and has mm. this problem caused that problem and it's just, yeah, there's a lot to it. But it's it's an amazing thing to have yeah so in terms of your own work um without obviously giving a personal um clients information yeah. out but what will be the most kind of general um uh ailment or mm. uh client that will come to you for a specific reason yeah. who are they and what kind of ailments would they have for me personally with how i've evolved and how i work i work with a lot of people who have anxiety and depression mm. and high stress mm-hmm just because it fascinates me and because I can speak to people because I've experienced anxiety. I know mm-hmm. how shit it can feel mm-hmm. and how debilitating it can feel. So to be able to hold space for someone and say, you can get through this and you can feel better and you can be better and you can be the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's who I like to work with. Um, I do also work with some fertility uh, just because of acupuncture. It's kind of part of the job. Yeah, um, digestional issues, but most people who have digestive issues will have anxiety. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be the the way it goes. Um, acupuncture for fertility issues mm. is very popular, hugely popular. Mm. Where hugely. did that come from? Where did it originate? I know that in Sex and the City, there is an episode where there Charlotte is, is trying yeah, to get she's pregnant. She's walking around with all needles in her face, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's been waiting ages yeah. to get this appointment with this acupuncturist. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm guessing America. Mm. Yeah, I would imagine. But it's because of the Americans that acupuncture wasn't lost to the West. So yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah. Why do you think that, um, or how, how does it work? Is that a fair question to ask? It is, but it's kind of a difficult one to answer. It can help regulate your hormonal cycles, it can help regulate your periods, it mm-hmm. can get your body into a better state mm-hmm. to conceive. Um, okay. And then in regards to IVF, it can help with the fallout of all the medication, it can help with the implantation and post implant mm. and all of that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I yeah. mean, it, it's big business though. 
the IVF f- fertility acupuncture. It is, yeah. 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 It's um, God. I think it's just such an area that I never like I, I haven't had to think about yeah. for a long time but now that I'm 36 I'm like yeah. I have friends who obviously are having babies I have friends who are starting IVF treatments mm-hmm. and uh, diff- you know friends who are having abortions and all these this world of fertility that's going on and yeah. it's like I think as a woman the older you get you kind of yeah you, you think about it yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah, god definitely. there's so much and and then when you and there's th- huge pressure push on, put on us as well oh, whether we want stop. it or not yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. do you know it's like Sometimes you kind of feel, oh, is, is is this how I feel? Because I feel like I'm told that's how I need to feel. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. a, it's an interesting one. Yeah. But we, I will resist. <laughs> Good. So how long have you been practicing? Like how long um, um, have you been kind of out on your own? And I qualified five years ago and I started in my clinic um, in the December. So it'll be five years in December. Amazing. Um, I was working full time and running my clinic. I was in IT. And then I left my IT job. God, what a jump. Yeah. IT yeah. to acupuncture. I did engineering originally no in Galway back in the day. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so I left my IT job about three years ago, I think. Thought I was ready. Was not at all ready. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and kind of, I'm kind of, now I'm here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes you just need to jump and see what happens. Do you meet a lot of resistance um, from people who kind of would um, fob off what you do? Um, I think I did, but because my mindset changed, I'm not really mm. meeting those people anymore. Yeah. So when I was leaving my IT job, I had a lot of people asking me, well, what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? And I answered always, well, what if it works? What yeah. if I succeed? Mm. Even though I was scared and terrified and I could have failed. I'd rather know than not know. It's funny how people's minds work, yeah. isn't it? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's it, the more I learn, it's like that. It has to be proje- projection of their own, without a doubt, shadow yeah. or their own, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. subconscious or yeah. different things. Yeah. Speaking of subconscious, Indeed. my favorite <laughs> words. I actually, I, I was telling, uh, well, I was telling the internet today that you were coming on, but um, I was telling <laughs> a friend of mine that you were coming on. I was saying blah blah, and he sent me. Um, a really cool like meme thing uh-huh. I was like interesting facts about the subconscious mind and you can because uh, you obviously you, you study it so uh, and we're moving on to the sort of psyche end nice. and we'll, we'll, we'll it's where my my passion joy comes in yeah good yes. well you're lighting up there so we, yeah. we will light up together on this topic <laughs> um, interesting facts about the subconscious mind it records everything always alert and awake it controls 95% of our lives it's built on habit. Oh God, Lydia, this word habit- habitual. Ha- habitual. This, this word is habitation. 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 H a b i t u a t i o n. Shane. Habituation. 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 <laughs> God, I won't say that with you, Guinness on me. <laughs> um, it speaks to you in dreams, which I was totally inspired about. Mm-hmm. Um, it has no verbal language. It mm-hmm. takes everything literally which to me is terrifying. Um, It can do uh, a trillion things at once. It is not logical. It is the feeling mind. It is one million times powerful, one million times more powerful than the conscious mind. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with all those statements? I think it's probably more than a million. Holy shitballs. Yeah, and suppose it doesn't understand the word not, so either, which makes no sense if it doesn't understand words. So if I'm saying... 
I'm not an idiot. Yeah. It just picks up on the words idiot. idiot. I am an idiot. Wow. Yeah. Or I'm not a quitter. It hears I'm a quitter. <gasps> yeah. I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the subconscious mind and how powerful it is, is terrifying to me. Um, it, could, it, it could be terrifying, mm-hmm. but also it could be incredibly empowering. Yes. You know. I need to switch my perspective. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but no, I understand. I understand why you would think that. Yeah. yeah because I, it's, I, sometimes you're not aware mm. of, I mean, I can be very good and I can be very, like, I can say my affirmations and I can look in the mirror when I'm heading yeah. out to like an important job and be like, you've got this. Look what you've yeah. built. Yes, you're a queen. Go, yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah. But also then, you know, as the day unfolds where you're just doing the monotonous things, the self-talk maybe could be that's where the programming comes in exactly yeah that's, that's where it worries me you know yeah, yeah yeah um if we can get our subconscious working with our conscious mind and them being equal you're just going to mm, have the best life absolutely you know so psych k explain mm-hmm. to me what that is so psych k it works with the subconscious mind mm-hmm. reprogramming life restricting beliefs mm-hmm. so we use muscle testing uh with the person i'm working with with my partner i can either work in person or online which is great. Mm-hmm. So we determine how their life is at the moment and how they want it to be. We very rarely have to dig back into the why. It doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. sometimes the more you talk about your past, the more you're traumatizing yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if someone decides that they want to get a new job, but they don't feel courageous enough or they're not feeling worthy enough, we work on that. We might create a statement or they'll create a statement. I am worthy of having my dream job. Mm-hmm. We will test the subconscious mind to see if it agrees if it doesn't we move into a psyche balance and then that is put into your subconscious as a potential and is this something that um is a one-time thing or is it something where you need to go to you for a few weeks at a time and it's kind of like it depends on the person I do recommend for everyone to commit to at least three Mm -hmm. you know because there's so I mean if there is something really particular you only want to work with Mm-hmm. then we'll see but the subconscious as you've already said is such a huge thing yeah and many many beliefs can cover one thing so it might take a little bit of time to get to the real deep ones mm-hmm. that really need to have work so it, it depends on the person it depends what they want I work with myself every day so yeah where did it come from it's a guy called Rob Williams he's American mm-hmm. so it's about 30 31 years old or so he is the originator he doesn't he doesn't say he's the creator it was channeled, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. into him. He was a hypnotherapist and a psychotherapist. Wow. And he was hitting walls of people and he didn't know why. And then Psyche started coming through for him and he's developed it to where it is now. Incredible. Yeah. So it, it is still quite new then it's in quite terms new. of it's a new concept. Yeah. They have done a lot of studies around it though. Mm-hmm. So they've done brain scans of when we're in Psyche, when someone's going through a balance, it's creating a whole brain state so that both hemispheres of your brain are working together as one solid Mm -hmm. brain. And they can see on the MRIs or whatever it is on your brains that when the change is happening, you can see the brain lighting up and connecting as well. Yeah. So there's science behind it, even though it sounds a little bit out there. I mean, I I love when stuff that is a little bit out there has science backing it because it's, it, well it's confirmation yeah, for exactly. how I feel and, and what I believe in yeah. and it's also a good armour in an argument with somebody exactly. who's like science is the yeah. way and everything else is, yeah. is or here's these, here are these links go and look at them yes. you know, that's kind of my answer I'm not here to prove anything to you yeah. so here are the links so, amazing yeah. so how did um, one of my favourite people Bruce Lipton 
Well, Bender. Bruce Lipton. Bruce <laughs> Lipton. I was given um, the biology of belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton probably about six years ago oh, yeah. by um, a personal trainer friend of mine who used to be an MMA fighter, Ian Malfi. Okay. Um, and sorry, the recommendation. He told me you need to get this book, and I was like cool I'm gonna get this book you know I was gonna it's have to start in, ju- <laughs> start in jiu-jitsu and I was like oh I'm embracing this new lifestyle yeah and I was like I got recommended this book by a friend and I, I, I got it and I remember starting it and I was like I, I think I put it down no joke about 40 times yeah I was like I, I actually my brain will yeah, cannot yeah, compute yeah. that it was yeah it was like a, a textbook for like your leaving search or something yeah you know when you're studying for your leaving search you're like what the hell is this yeah but then I started like reading um, articles online about Bruce Lipton and started yeah. getting a better understanding of what I was reading. Yeah. And then once I, I soaked in yeah. what he was saying, yeah. I was like, holy shit. It's and then amazing. you move on to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Um, but for, for I, I want to hear you speak about it. So for our listeners that are um, listening, how would you describe uh um, Dr. Bruce Lipton and his concept or his ideologies. He is a huge advocate of psyche. He mm-hmm. said that psyche changed his life. He would always speak at conferences about how our beliefs create our reality and create our health and how our body works. Mm-hmm. But he was never able to tell people how to change their beliefs. He'd get to the end of his lecture and then that'd be it. And then he met Rob Williams. He heard him speak about psyche and it turned his life around. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just did a, an online workshop last week uh, on beliefs and perceptions. So I was quoting a bit of Bruce Lipton here and well, there. Well, give us some quotes. Can you remember Oh, they them? were all written down. I can't remember. <laughs> Cheater. I know. They were all written down. But I admitted that at the start. So it was okay. That's okay. Yeah, That's yeah. okay. Um, but I just think the way he's able to explain it, I find listening to him better than reading his yeah. stuff. Yes. Agreed. Because <laughs> he has this kind of real kind uncle thing about him or something like yeah, that. So he's yeah. really amazing to listen to. But the way he explains how our external environment can affect how we live and how our body mm-hmm. is down to the cellular level. Mm-hmm. It just fascinates me. It's just amazing. And how our emotions can have a huge effect and do have a huge effect. Yeah. And our thoughts create them and our beliefs create them. And yeah. The environment one is probably like the biggest thing because you, when you accept that and you understand that, Mm. you get an understanding of why things are in the world and why people are who they are and conditioning and programming and all of these different things. And it's almost like you kind of get a sense of like, oh, it's not my fault. Yeah. I am I like you get I think as an adult you get to a certain point where the things that don't serve you anymore you have to mm-hmm. take control of them and change them yep. if you need to mm-hmm. um but there's also a certain a sense of um hmm okay so that's why I think like that or that's yeah. why I am like that is because your environment and how you are brought up in this world yeah. is everything yeah without you know? a doubt and I think it creates more compassion for others and for yourself yes hundred percent. And you can understand your parents more. Yeah. And you can kind of step back from the real annoying parts and go, okay, yeah. so, you know. Well, the parent is thing is that, again, as I said earlier, it's yeah. an interesting one. I always find that I really dislike my parents when I'm not in a good place myself. I know it's a funny one, isn't it? Like <laughs> they, when they know really... how to, I don't like the word trigger, but they know how to push buttons. Oh, there's a lot of triggers. Yeah, and they don't even try. Exactly. <laughs> they just breathe. <laughs> so when I'm literally like you, I'm like, oh, I, bl- I blame like them for everything. And then I go, 
okay, there's something going on here yeah. now. Because then when I'm delighted and happy and everything's yeah. going well for myself, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see you. Let's have a barbecue. Let's hang out. Yeah. But um, on from Bruce Lipton, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah, the Fave, the heart coherence. Yeah, he's an amazing, amazing man. How did you come on to learning about Dr. Joe Dispenza? Um, I had, I think maybe three or four years ago, I heard him on YouTube talking. He was giving some lecture Mm. and at the time I was really stuck in my life, I think. And he was talking about going to his four day retreat. And I said, I can't take four days out of my life. That's bullshit. Mm. And I didn't listen to him again for ages. And I think the following summer, something happened. I don't know what was going on, but I just decided to buy his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and just go for it. And I did the medit, read it, um, did the meditation that comes along with that. There's two meditations with Mm. that book. And I did it every day for three months until I couldn't bear it anymore. And I just kept going. I just kept following his teaching and progressing the way he suggested to progress. Mm. Reading his next book, You Are the Placebo, fascinating book. Yeah. And then I did his online progressive, um, which is just amazing. Absolutely. So what what is his again? What what is his kind of concept, or what is um what is he trying to teach us? He is trying to teach us to basically be our own observer. Mm. become very aware of who you are what your thoughts are what your emotions are how they are affecting your reality how they're affecting how you show up in the world mm. and to take responsibility for it that it's nobody's fault but if you know this and you're not taking responsibility then technically you're at fault in a roundabout way yeah that's very interesting yeah so he's basically saying you can live a life full of joy and you can create your reality and you can allow the cosmos or mm. whoever to to bring that to you. Mm. All you need to do is kind of have the internal vibration, for want of a better word, mm. and just keep going and keep going and keep self-correcting and love yourself enough to do this is one of his big things. If somebody's listening, they're like, I mean, what obviously, talked about? <laughs> no, but obviously they they can be like, oh, okay, I can just go to YouTube and have a look. But just for our, for, for listening, uh, for podcast benefits, yeah. uh, let's just say YouTube doesn't exist yes. or they can't find out the information. What are some of the steps that you take as a, say a beginner in understanding how Joe Dispenza yeah. says we should live our lives? It is taking time every day, say in the morning mm-hmm. and maybe take... 20 minutes and just get clear on how it is that you have you normally spend your day Mm -hmm. what do you normally think about what actions do you normally take what actions are habitual Mm. what become aware of what you do without thinking and once you become really clear on that figure out how you're feeling and then decide how do you want it to be who do you want to be if you were going to live your best life who do you need to be to do that? Mm. You know, how do you need to show up for yourself? How do you need to think? How do you need to feel? How do you need to act? And so often it's the acting part is the hardest, you know, because you need to you get out of the bed a different side every morning. Yeah. You know, brush your teeth with a different hand, which I will not do because my left hand can't <laughs> do it properly. <laughs> I'm actually, go- I'm, you know, hang on. Yeah, I'm left handed, but do you always use your right hand? I actually don't know what way I brush my teeth. Let me see. <laughs> Closing my eyes here. Yeah, 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 Visualizing it. Yeah. I think I'm left. I use my left okay. hand, but would I use my right hand? No. Yeah, it just feels very awkward, but he would say, you change, know, just change, do everything differently. 
you know, to create something new, you have to do things differently. And you know what? Getting out of the bed as well is like... Always the same side. If you have to roll out the bottom or out the corner or... Always. How do I get out know. of the bed? Yeah. I, my alarm goes off and I push it to as far away on my worktop as I possibly can. And then I always do the same thing. I turn over the opposite side and I go... Five more minutes. Five more minutes. <laughs> and then I got no idea. Come on. And then I turn back and I get out. But I like I'm still on the pillow, but I put my legs outside of the bed. Okay. So I'm hanging out of the bed and then I just go <laughs> one, two, three and oh. I get up. <laughs> I go, Try and do it differently tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to the other um, side. I'm going to roll to the end of the bed. Nice. And I'm going to. It kind of makes you laugh when you do that. You get up in a different frame of mind when you do that. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's um, really good that you visualize there too, because he's very big on, you know, being able to see your day or being able to see your vision. Yeah. But have the emotion behind it. You know, yeah. you can mm. see something and have no emotion behind it. Do you know, that's very interesting because um, I was reading. Um, so I. I went through a stage where I was like, am I meditating? <laughs> yeah. Am I meditating? Yeah. I didn't know. I okay. was like, I feel like I am, but am I? Yeah. Right. So I know everyone that meditates goes through oh, that yeah. thing of like, many, many, am many I doing times. it right? Yeah. So what I had learned that I had started to do on my little meditation like journey is that I had started to visualize my third eye mm. And I was starting to see scenarios while looking at my third eye. Okay. So I was playing out situations or I was re running through um, either things that had happened. So I was trying to get a better understanding of them or I was visualizing things that I wanted to happen or that was say if I got an email about something work related and then I was visualizing I wonder how that will go if that comes into if that does come together and we do end up doing that. Mm -hmm. How will that work? And I will, you know, sit and visualize how it would look like or how I would look like in that situation. Yeah. And then I started reading more about meditation and got on to actually um, reading about your third eye and how that's another level of meditation that if you can actually sit and visualize right in your third eye, which is like right between your, your two eyes, kind mm -hmm. of in the middle of your uh, forehead there um, that it is a, a kind of a, an, an extension of meditation and it's a you know kind of up a level in yeah. terms of like your your focus and your concentration I was like oh my god I'm I'm kicked up a level here I'm actually third eye reading yeah so there's many many different kind of concepts I suppose or am I doing it right or am yeah. I not doing it right or whatever yeah. so um, again for someone that was coming to you and looking for advice on how to center or to meditate or to like what you're saying about the idea of Joe Dispenza or Bruce Lipton is, you know, being um, taking stock of where you are in the world. Yes. Getting very clear on where you are right now and, and even being your observer. The yeah. questions that you ask, like just there, like, you know, how do I do this? I'm, how yeah. was my day? Like how many people actually stop and ask themselves any kind of question yeah. like that? We're just running an autopilot most of the time. Absolutely. Yeah. 95% of the time, supposedly. Mm. Yeah. So, so what is what is some advice that you got, you have for um, our listeners that are some of those people mm. that are just literally like in the rat race that one day turned 18 and now they're 32 and they're yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah. Where did that time go? Well, I guess the first thing is to ask themselves is 
are they happy where they are and if they mm -hmm. are keep going you know and if they're not then do the things that i said already um get clear on, on what you're doing every day what is it that you want to have instead mm. if you don't know keep going because not everybody knows what they want mm. a lot of people don't know what brings joy or passion or all of that and sometimes that comes with change you have to change things up to find that mm -hmm. out and you have to teach yourself how to feel joy it's something i had to teach myself i didn't know how to feel joy how do you do that <sighs> that it took a lot of time mm. and a lot of kind of frustration it's like opening your heart and kind of going into your heart and just remembering things that you felt happy about mm. and then almost allowing your body to memorize that feeling and that what one thing I really had to learn was there would sometimes I'd feel happy for no reason and I'd stop myself from feeling happy because I felt that my life isn't where it needed to be things aren't going the way I needed it to go so I shouldn't be happy right now mm. so when those moments of random happiness come up just let yourself feel them and get lost in them and mm. yeah so, so it's about being present being present yeah being in the now as they say mm. yeah which is the generous present moment is what Joe Dispenza calls it yeah. the generous generous present moment that what? everything you want is right here now that's a lovely way of looking at yeah. life isn't it yeah it is it's really nice I mean it's not I was walking into town I was like how present can I be walking into town <laughs> not at all so you know it's like present on the Lewis yeah yeah absolutely not happening <laughs> no, just right here right now <laughs> yeah but it's just you know bringing yourself back to center stopping in the stories mm. all the time stop allowing the little chatter the constant commentary that's going on in your head all the time yeah you know just stop nicer self-talk yeah yeah nicer self-talk you mentioned there um talking about you know happiness or finding mm -hmm. your happiness mm -hmm. or discovering what makes you happy and this might sound like a ridiculous question but in my head it's a fantastic question but <laughs> <laughs> You like that word, Shay, yeah. did you? <laughs> How do we know if we are happy? How do we know what our happiness is? For, for me, how I know if I'm actually happy, it is there's an excitement in my body that doesn't have any tension around it. Mm. Okay. So I find that if there's a little bit of tension or a little edge to it, that it's something else it's nervousness or it's anxiety yeah. or something like that if it's free if it's just flowing mm. then for me that's happiness that's joy yeah yeah i get a gut feeling yeah i get a, a warm gut yeah exactly that i don't we uh, all will feel it different different places of our body for different situations so yeah here's another question for you um i don't know how to explain it or to ask a property, but in that, when I'm happy, I get a warm gut feeling mm -hmm. in my kind of like inside. It's just like this. You, it's almost like it radiates, yeah. you know? But it is radiate, radiating. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Um, and it's funny, I get it most commonly when I'm around friends or family yeah. and we're all having a good time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I went for brunch uh, on Sunday with three of my best friends and um, we're just all yapping and I just got it. Yeah. And I just said, lads, like, this is all, this is all I need, you know, like mm -hmm. two or three areas with like my favorite people just yapping away. Yeah glass of wine, lovely food. This is, this is my joy right now. Yeah. And, um, when 
I get sad or, um, you know, uh, I'm luckily that I've done a lot of work on myself that I don't have prolonged periods of anxiety. I yeah. have shortened periods where I get it and then I'm like, all right, Lydia, come on, relax those shoulders now. Yeah, what's going yeah. on here? So I'm very yeah. observant of what's going on in my own body. But in those moments where something sad has happened or um, something bad has happened, I wear it on my chest. I get yeah. like a tense in my chest. Mm-hmm. So there's different emotions, different feelings show up on my own body yeah. in different ways. Mm-hmm. Is there an explanation for that? There is, there are many books and many teachers who will say different parts of the body represent different emotions, even mm. in acupuncture, different yeah. organ systems will have different emotions. Mm. The heart is very much around anxiety and a very kind of tight feeling. Our yeah. lungs are more grief filled, wow. our liver might be more anger, um, our kidneys in the current climate that we're in is fear. So our adrenals are on top you know pumping out the stress chemicals when we're in fear so so interesting yeah 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 so there's lots of lots of books louise hay has a lot of books about that about how the body represents different louise hay remind me again who is she a lot of law of attraction stuff no well yeah she did in a way she was kind of one of the originators of her she's the starter of the hay house um production company and the the books that they do i think does she have um po- she do podcasts she do guided meditations she used to yeah she's not alive anymore i think she oh died. she's dead yeah, yeah she died a few years ago oh, i think recipe. and she was um huge in the 80s for men in america who had aids helping them get clearer on being better and getting better wow yeah. amazing that's yeah. very interesting yeah. i think she's her name is very familiar i think i might have listened to some guided yeah. meditation has she got a real exotic american accent yeah yeah one yeah. of her big books i think is you can heal your life so she'd use affirmations but she differ in the way i would use them and she would use the word not mm. in hers but i mean i'm not going to argue with louise hey <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. for you and what you do how important are affirmations and how often and how frequently should we be saying them? I think it depends on your definition of affirmations. Mm. Um, I think you can be saying to yourself, I am happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. But if you're not allowing yourself to feel happy, yeah, then it's not going to work. Mm. Um, I think it's getting clear on the affirmations and, and really, really feeling them and allowing your body to have that warm feeling or whatever it might be when mm. you're saying them. And then say them as often as you need, you know. Give me an example of some good affirmations. Um, I am worthy. Mm. I am deserving of love. Mm. Um, I live my best life. Mm. Um, let me see. It's funny how they make you, f- every time you've said three different ones there and they have, a di- I, they make they me feel, feel differently. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah, it really is. What is that about? It's Someone- because it's speaking a truth that your body knows and your body's mm. feeling that. And it's, re- it's letting you know that this is a truth for you or it's a truth that it wants, one or the other. Oh gosh, that would actually bring tears to my yeah. eyes. <laughs> truth that it wants. Oh yeah. shit. Because that's, that's your conscious one. mind in a way going, this is it. Or, you know, your subconscious may or may not agree with it. Mm. Through no fault of its own. So. How do we uncover more of our subconscious? It's about getting clearer on yourself, being your mm. observer. Back to that again, it's all about that and you will when you start doing it more you start hearing the quiet thoughts that you say Mm. to yourself like I am not good enough to do this or I don't know enough to do this Mm -hmm. or who do you think you are yeah you know those kind of ones 
when you talk about um, listening to that voice, mm-hmm. it immediately resonates with me. Um, conversations that are um, po- conversations that I've had with Paul Check, uh, podcasts that I've listened to yes. with Paul Check, who is a, a holistic health practitioner. He would be somebody that would inspire me to no end. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he speaks um, quite frequently about. Uh, listening to your soul is what Mm. he says and that Mm. your soul has a voice and that literally like down to he will sit down with a plate of food and he will ask his soul does it want to eat this and his soul will tell him yes his soul is female uh for him and she'll tell him yes or no or she'll be able to tell him exactly what she needs to eat or he will ask when he has a client come in um he will ask his soul you know if he can't determine what this person ailments wise or what the issue is and how to fix it he will ask his soul and his soul will tell him yeah which for someone listening um that is not kind of open to that way mm. of life would be like well he's a fucking lunatic yeah do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. whereas I'm like he's actually <laughs> the yeah, G like, I want to do he's that he's the Don <laughs> yeah 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 how yeah. unreal is that yeah um, and he does a lot of shamanic work and stuff like that yeah so for you in terms of your own um understanding of who we are, why we're here, what's going on, you know, spirituality, religion, uh, all this kind of world. Like, where do, where does this, do you sit in all of this? What is your understanding of who we are and, and why we're here? Um, we are here to experience life. Mm-hmm. And we have a choice as to how we experience it. We're here as a soul, but most of us forget that and just live a very human life mm. with restrictions. Um... And we hold ourselves back from so much because we're afraid. Mm. So I believe that if we can harness our own power, that we can live a life that we couldn't even begin to dream. It can be even better than we can imagine. Mm. That we can, as Bruce Lipton says, we can live heaven on earth. That it's not somewhere out there after we die. We have it now. We have one chance at this life. Mm -hmm. And I spent a long time not believing that or not believing that I was worthy of having a great life so now that I'm on getting to the other end of that and creating a life that I love then I want everyone else to do that Mm. you know it's um why waste our time you know do you feel now um in retrospect that you were meant to go through what you did without a doubt yeah yeah to be able to do what you do now it gave me a deep understanding of how painful life can be Mm. and therefore I can work with people on that level and kind of um have empathy for people and know Mm. that I mean I haven't had huge traumas or huge abuses or anything but my life has gotten very dark at at times Mm -hmm. so I do understand that and definitely I wouldn't turn any of it away now you know I wouldn't my life is exactly how it was meant to be Mm mm-hmm it's you know a lot of people feel that um you have to have you only get a pass at being traumatized or Mm. uh held back in some way um in your life if you've experienced you know certain traumas that are kind of we we learn about yeah you know that like you know things like we'll say uh abuse in some form yeah. or um <clears throat> different i mean i don't have to go into the list yeah, of things yeah. that will, will give people trauma but um 
a, a big part of my journey as well was understanding that you don't have to have gone through like a major trauma to feel trauma. Not at all. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that there, it's, it's your experience yeah. and your perception of events and, yeah. and everyone hurts differently and everyone mm-hmm. feels differently and understanding that. Yeah. And, um, you know, would you be of that same mindset as well? Completely. I mean, especially if it happened when you were little, mm. something so tiny to the outside world to you was your universe yeah. was just shattered, mm. you know, so. And how we carry that with us as yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know? don't even know sometimes it's there. Yeah. And our body's holding it and how we are th- talking to ourselves is holding it. And yeah. I remember uh, I read an, uh, another <clears throat> article before about, you know, it was this wild concept, but the, the idea that we don't grow past 12 mentally. Mm. So what we've learned up until the point of 12 is how we essentially respond to everything in our lives. So, you know, when you see somebody acting out in a certain way, like the act out or the the response, the action response reaction is essentially a 12 year old. Yeah. And when you you kind of look at the world through those eyes, you kind of, you know, you're like, God, can't believe he's done that. What a dick. And then you go, but he's only 12. I know. <laughs> he's mentally only 12. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, so there's there's so much in it. It's such a, a it's minefield, huge. right, yeah. of, of understanding. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it. it that it's, it's a never ending journey of learning. Yes, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing, I can't remember who I heard say it, but they said that what there are self-talk. If you wouldn't say a sentence to a three-year-old looking you right in the eye, don't say it to yourself. <sighs> And that's a really tough one because imagine really... how mean we are to ourselves. Yeah. And you turn that around and say it to a three-year-old. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, you just wouldn't do it. And so, that has been a huge thing for me, helping mm. me. Once I'm aware that I'm in that talk, I'll mm. turn that around. Yeah. I'd be like, now, Lydia, you yeah. don't need that second bottle of wine. <laughs> 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 All right, go for it. I know. <laughs> um, so uh, I told our social media yes. that you were coming on today. So I was like, have you got any questions for Joanne? Great send them in mm-hmm. um so i got a couple questions um i started this one here um ba, ba, ba. oh yes so uh this is from Lindsay, and she she has asked um she has two questions and mm-hmm. it's mainly about the acupuncture end of things sure. um she's asked can you ask joanne has she had any problems with people not taking traditional medicine seriously which was one thing that we covered. And then also, um, and also I'd like her, if possible, to discuss the link between migraines, um, which uh, she specializes in, and hormonal fluctuation during a mental cycle. A menstrual cycle, <laughs> not a mental cycle. <laughs> but sometimes it could actually be a bit of a mental cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when the first bit, does she mean Western medicine, I wonder? Traditional medicine, uh, not taking. I uh, maybe like like uh, not taking acupuncture seriously. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like Chinese. Oh, yeah. uh, like many people like that. Yeah, yeah. If they're coming into the clinic, then they're prepared to at least try. Yeah, but there's plenty of people who still think it's it's um, ridiculous and, and not sense. possible, and that I'm stealing people's money and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Devil's work. Heard the, that devil's the devil's work, work. Yeah. that's an interesting one yeah 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 so there's a lot of i mean the first step for me with people with that would be um 
See ya. <laughs> we'll see ya. But also, if you think that's the devil work, take a closer look at your government yeah, and yeah, yeah. all these other big corporations that yeah. are in your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and then talk about devil's work. Yeah. Um, also, that is so anti-government. <laughs> Shane's like, don't say anything about the government. Mm. <laughs> um, and then in regards to um, migraines and the, the, the link between uh, migraines um, and hormonal fluctuations during men- menstrual cycle. Yeah, I mean, a lot of women suffer really badly when they're bleeding or maybe when they're ovulating. The estrogen mm-hmm. levels can have a big impact. Yeah. So that can cause restriction in your head and your brain vessels. And then that will cause migraines. Mm. Some women actually, their migraines are coming from their intestines. They're having intestinal migraines, but they feel it in their head. Mm. So it's kind of a hard question to answer because everyone's so individual. But yeah. overall, it, it's it's possible, very possible to bring hormone hormones back to a more regulated state. So to reduce the migraines. But often, often people are super stressed. Mm. And that's also adding to the migraines because they're in pain and all, lots of different things. Where is there a, a set place in the body where you would you put the needles for migraines? Uh, well, obviously, if someone's head isn't painful enough, there are points in the head. But we would also go to the extremities. We go to the hands and the feet mm. just to draw the energy down, draw the chi, get that moving in a kind of more fluid way. And it really depends on the person. We might use the stomach if they're having abdominal ones as well. Love it. Yeah. I hope that answers for Teller. If she wants to email me, I'll be happy to answer better. Perfect. I will. Um, let's go get another. I'll go to Instagram now. Um, this I'm is so funny. not used to talking about acupuncture anymore. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> this is such a um, uh, like riveting listening here. Um, oh yeah, here we are. This is a good one. Um, Yin Yoga Jen who we've also had oh, on the yeah. podcast. I know you've worked with her before yeah. uh, in the past. She's asked, with so much fear in the world at the minute, what are Joanne's daily practices if she gets overwhelmed? Becoming aware that I'm overwhelmed is the first thing. Mm. Feeling, because sometimes we can be in the beyond the middle of being overwhelmed and our body's constricted or we're zoning out watching on Netflix for hours or whatever. Yeah. And it's becoming aware of that. And then just stepping out of wherever you are. Mm. Um, I, like during lockdown, there were times where, you know, you're just, everything was just so bizarre. And to try and do something different was really hard. So mm. sometimes I just sit in a different seat. Yeah. You know, just do something really small. And if you're feeling really, just tell yourself that you're good and you're safe. And, mm. you know, tell that little little girl inside you that she's safe and she's loved and kind of go from there. Mm. yeah lie on the ground and breathe yeah you know if you're a woman get your womb on the ground and breathe get your mm. feet on the ground is that important for us to do yeah yeah why because it just is <laughs> 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 you know we are we we have become so disconnected from our wombs and the power of our womb yeah that wow, getting that's it reconnected to the ground you know it's amazing it can mm. have really profound effects that's other private work i do with my not working with people but womb work and women's work is really mm. important to me as well amazing yeah um final question and this is actually a genuine question that came in Great. It's from katie and she's asked what's your favorite type of biscuit <laughs> what wow <laughs> you 
You know this case? No, I don't no. think so. <laughs> no, Jess. I just think she got the idea when I put up, you know, what question would you like to ask yeah. our guest, uh, Joanne, tonight? What is my favourite? I do favorite like type fingers. Of Chocolate oh. fingers. I think, I don't know why that came in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Uh, yeah. Not a Jaffa cake. Not a huge. I'm vegetarian. I can't have Jaffa cakes. Oh, you're vegetarian. Yeah. Why can't you have a Jaffa? Because of gelfi, gelatin. The gelatin. Yeah. How long have you been vegetarian? Nearly twenty years or so. Oh, there's actually oh, Jaffa cakes here. How? So That's okay. How weird is that? I don't take offense. Sorry. <laughs> I obviously have seen that with my third subconscious. Your subconscious I. got it. Yeah, yeah. Your Literally, I was like, not a ja- Why does he even think about a Jaffa cake? That's so funny. That is so weird. There's a box of, ladies and gentlemen, there is a box of <laughs> Java cakes looking at me right now. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, what were we talking about there? Biscuits. Biscuits. <laughs> uh, vegetarianism. Yeah. How long are you vegetarian? Um, I've kind of forgotten. It's um, like 17 or 18 years, I think. Mm. Good for a long time. Wow, a long yeah, time. Yeah, a long time. What was your decision or was there a decision? There was a decision. I, I just wasn't comfortable with eating meat anymore. I mm. just, the whole process of it getting to my plate, I yeah. it just used to make me feel unwell, mm. you know. And I didn't, yeah. I don't think I knew any vegetarians at the time. And I certainly had no knowledge on how to be a healthy one yeah. either. So I just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not willing to do the process myself. Mm. So therefore, why should anyone else have to do it for me? Yeah, very interesting. And why should that animal not be here? Because I need to eat. So, yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. But it definitely, I, I, I do eat meat myself. Yeah. But I um, would definitely be um, uh, very conscious of where I buy yeah. my meat. I think a lot of people aren't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we can see from the meat industry that. Absolutely. There's a lot of unconsciousness in how Absolutely. the animals are treated and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm always for me it's always organic or it's always at a butcher's yeah 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 Um, it's it's good because you're supporting local then as well yeah of course of course and and it's i i i've done veganism i've done vegetarianism yeah i've done like i've i've done keto i've done carnivore i've done it all Mm, and mm. they were all for you know um uh what would be the word um God, I can't even, I, can't, I don't even know what the word is. They weren't for health reasons. It was for um, uh, physical reasons. Okay. You know what I mean? It was, it was to, to lose weight, okay. to tone up, to... And it was only when I started jiu-jitsu and I started training in martial arts that I started to want to eat for my body, for, yeah. for training. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. for actually to make my body stronger. Yeah. And for me, having meat in my diet was, was important, was important okay. to me and what, what worked for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, the training, I, I've never done martial arts, but get lots of kettlebell training and stuff. I still, my trainer would be like, eat some meat. Oh, really? You'd be well, messing, I, but I mean, I was never going to. Going to so. I mean, there's, I have obviously like a couple of friends who would say that to you as well. They'd yeah. be like, oh, eat, you know, like, yeah, what, are you, yeah, what are you yeah. doing to yourself? Yeah. Like, I have a very extreme opinionated friend and she would be like, parents who do not feed their kids meat should be, got, social services should yeah, get on their front door. And I'm like, before, you know, yeah. there's, there's lots of different <clears throat> things, but, yeah. um, and that, that, that's a part of life as well with, you know, people, we were talking about it earlier on mm. having people in your life or uh, uh, ex- accepting that other people live differently to yeah. you 
yeah. and that that is okay yeah once nobody's harming people exactly. of course yeah yeah um yeah. and that you know i don't know mm-hmm. if how you live your life isn't the right way yeah you know and you don't know that how i live my life isn't the right way either exactly and, i mean there's so how many billion people on the planet exactly every one of their truths is their truth exactly so and and usually dependent on where you're born yeah exactly. what part of the world you're yeah. born in you're it will shape your y- who you are mm-hmm. you know so yeah. let's not let geography get in the way no, of, a, of, of a wonderful world <laughs> huh <laughs> i know yeah um but before we we wrap up what yeah. what's next for you like where are you if you had you know when you look at your own goals or mm. you know wh- where do you want to be what would you want for yourself going forward that is a question I've been asking myself since <laughs> lockdown. So, because um, it's funny, the break Colette gave me the space to start asking properly. Yeah. Um, I guess on a personal level, to um, open myself up to more people. Mm. I'm very good at being on my own. Really good. I at can being relate on my own. to that. Yeah. And just allowing more relationships into my life and allowing intimate relationships into Mm. my life and finding more joy and allowing myself to feel that and in the process of doing that working with people to help them find their joy Mm -hmm. and just squeeze all the juice life has to offer and just get really old and have a great life yeah so kind of it without it being anything without having any kind of real tangible goals that's kind of it you know yeah I just want to live an amazing life and yeah. And why won't you? Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. We are in control as we, as we, we are like definitely in control and we can create <laughs> our reality if we choose to. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you so much, Lydia. Thank you. I really enjoyed that. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Such a good chat. Um, and so interesting. You're the first person I've met in real life that does psyche oh fantastic yeah. there's there it's still a growing field yeah it's really interesting and i actually i think i'd like to book in for a session oh, you're you've sold it you've sold it to william square so you can come yeah. in every <laughs> yeah, it's quite <laughs> near where i am isn't it so you that's just up the road there yeah yeah very interesting yeah, actually when that day that i was uh when patty told me about you we drove past. Oh, it's no by Leeson Street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We drove past clinic, yeah. and he was like, that's where the the clinic is. Oh, oh no way. that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, he, I'll actually read out the text message because I like to do that on this on this show. This um, is from Paddy. <clears throat> this is from Paddy earlier okay. on. Let me just get through the like minefield of conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't hold back. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm, they're just error theories that we like yeah. to talk to each other you can't about. Can't be wrong with your own theory. Exactly. Um, I said, Joanne's in with me today, and he said, um, "Ah, de- ah, deadly." I'm trying to do his accent, but I won't. Uh, you know what's mad? I remember when I was doing all that with Joanne, and I just said, "Lydia, you need to get on." You need to get her on so she can explain this in great detail and also it'll give her a bit of exposure. The almighty powerful subconscious is endless. So he was like, it's all full circle. He was like, I remember saying to you, you need to get her on. Um, I probably wouldn't have been ready to come on back then. So it's so funny. Really? There you go. This is your first podcast. Yep. Well, you've done very well. Thank you so much. I know you were nervous. Yeah, I was. But um, (laughs) yeah, no, you've done very well. So. Well done. Congratulations. Welcome to growth. I know. This is growth step one. That is it. (laughs) Um, 
And then to finish, Paddy just said, uh, it's actually deadly as well because in that podcast, I talk about coincidences and how mm. we see them. This right here is a perfect example of what I was talking about. Yeah. Haha, I love the universe. Uh, and I will <laughs> say about five or five, I don't know how many weeks ago, I was on your Instagram page. I don't know what I was doing, but I had this thought, God, it'd be awesome if she asked me on. You're kidding. No. And then I just thought about it for a few minutes and I don't know why I thought it. And then I just let it go. No yeah. way. Yeah. Well, you sent it right into my yeah. little brain here. Yeah. So um, it's funny how it works. And it is actually funny because so many people send me, you need to get this person on or yeah. I see people and I go, oh, I need to send them a message and see if they'll come on. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, for some reason, I was just like, I need to get Joanne on 100%. Amazing. I want to hear about like Patty had asked me to speak about um, brainwaves in childhood, but I'll I'll do a video. We might not have time. Do you, let's talk about brainwaves of child, okay. childhood. He wanted, he wanted, he felt it was important and it is important. Oh, he did. Know. That was his question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We'll totally finish on this. <laughs> yeah. This will be the last one. He, but, yeah. Sorry. He uh, said, yeah. he said, I'm sorry. I'm actually reading out his personal text to me instead of actually asking the question, which he said was, uh, can you ask yeah. her if she doesn't already explain it on the show, the different brainwave frequencies that are on from the time kids are born? Yeah. And this is how we are programmed when we were little it's nature's way of us learning really really quickly but we have no way of discerning what we need to know and not so from we're still in our mother's wombs from about i think seven months in the womb yeah. up until about two we're in delta waves so we're basically asleep there's no consciousness really going on at all so we are soaking everything mm. any stress our mom has when we're born any stress our dad has Whatever it is, it's coming right into our bodies. And then from the age of two to about six or seven, we're in theta brainwaves. Mm. And that's why you, a kid can have a broomstick and have a horse. Or why you can have an imaginary friend. Mm. Or I had an imaginary pet rabbit. You know? Amazing. So if, if a child, it'll hear all the good things, but it'll also hear and take in all the negative things. So it kid can't understand sarcasm so if you're saying oh something like you're ugly to mm -hmm. a child but you're only messing the child doesn't know that so it takes that into the subconscious that they're ugly or if their parent gives out to them or a teacher gives out to them they take that in as the truth they don't know they have no analytical mind to know what's real and what's not real mm. everything is internal um from a personal point of view, I still remember the first time I shut my emotions down when I was five or six, when a teacher gave out to me. I still remember a wall going up around my heart. And I didn't know what that was. That was just me protecting myself. Mm. And we have many of these experiences, you know, and then from the age of seven or so up until about 12, we are in a more an alpha state and we are still we are, we're getting a little bit of an analytical mind, but we're still not fully there. We're still mm. not able to determine what's right, what's wrong, what's real, what's not real. So, and it's not to put any blame or pressure on any parents that are listening, but just be a little bit, you know, aware of what you're saying or what your child is watching mm. or what your child might be feeling, especially in the times that we're in right now. There's so much fear and there's so much our, the power of our own innate ability to heal is being taken away from us. Mm. And I think it's very important for those parents who are willing to look at that to allow your children to believe that they're powerful. 100%. You know, and let that go into the subconscious mind as a truth. When you say that it's been taken away from us, what do you mean by that? I think that it's that 
our health comes from an external person that you need to go to another person for you to be healthy or mm -hmm. you need to wear something in particular to be healthy or you need something outside of you to be healthy for mm. you to be strong your immune system is inside you it's not anywhere else mm. so allow your system to do what it needs to do you know allow it to be strong feed it the food that it needs take the supplements if you need to try to reduce your stress and your fear as much as you can mm. so, fear is the big one. Oh, it's huge it's really really huge i see a change in people right in front yeah. of my eyes especially with everything that's going on yeah 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 and i sort of i try not to let my ego mm. get in the way of that mm. because i start to have less compassion for people that are filled with fear yeah and i have to pull myself back yeah, and say yeah. you need to watch that yeah um because they don't know they just yeah. they don't know they're yeah. in fear and when you're in fear your brain waves are scattered and you're not thinking straight exactly not to judge anybody which is the first thing you yeah. learn when in martial arts is like be calm yeah. you're go you're when you go to fight someone it's the first thing you learn that your body is not going to be able to respond how exactly. you want yeah if you are in yeah. working in fear yeah it's bringing up the old way that humans used to live you're not going to create you're not going to yeah. digest your food properly your immune system's not going to be where it needs to be mm -hmm. yeah every other system is thrown out so. always and I always um one of the 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 best things that I ever learned um in therapy was um, my first therapist that I went to there's been many <laughs> but my first one that I went to um she used to get me to uh, I had a very, a very big problem with um uh, reacting to situations mm. instantly okay and not in the right way okay and um she said when something like triggers you or when you react or you feel like you're going to react to someone or a situation in a certain way don't yeah take yourself away yeah. you have the power to take yourself out of that situation mm -hmm. and she was like you know go home or go to a, a you know like a park or take yourself out take yourself somewhere different yeah. and so when something would happen and I get really stressed or upset or I couldn't handle like what was happening. I would go home and I would get into bed and she used to have this like get me to wrap myself up in my duvet mm. or a blanket. So like now that I realized that she was getting me to sort of like be comforted by I, I feel like it was almost like being in the room or something yeah, like that. Like holding like, yourself. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, like like wrapping myself up and mm. and uh, making myself comfortable and kind of get, sending my brain the information that you're safe and yeah, you know your body it. Yeah. your body exactly yeah. um and uh how you then and then she was saying in the, the the following morning or later that night or after a period of time had left if you still feel the rage f do it yeah have that reaction yeah. you know you have my you have my blessing mm -hmm. and always i would be like oh it's gone you know so that, that that learning that control yeah you know and yeah. and how your brain reacts when you're in the height of hashtag an emotion mm -hmm. or inverted hashtag, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag inverted, inverted commas, inverted commas. <laughs> I actually yeah. did hashtag and then inverted commas yeah. um, but how, how your brain works in those moments yeah. and um, when you give yourself the time or you take yourself out of the situation yeah. uh, how your brain then wants to respond exactly. or, or it doesn't want to respond so and that was you being your own observer exactly yeah exactly you really well yeah well 
thank you so much thank you so that was much. great i really thank appreciate you. you thank coming you in. too i appreciate you asking me it was great and uh, hopefully a lot of people that listen um will take something from it I hope so. um and if somebody listens and they're like god i like the the cut of her jib and i'd like to is, can you say that these days I think is that so. an okay thing to yeah, say why not cut of her jib yeah everything's uh, acceptable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in waterford we can say at to each other um <laughs> but uh if somebody is like i'd like to uh, learn more about uh-huh. psyche or to come to you for acupuncture uh where can they get in touch my website is joanneburke.ie and I'm on Instagram. It's AccuJoanne. And yeah, that's probably the easiest way. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Lydia. Joanne Burke for The First Exchange. Mm-hmm.